Hello, my name is Crystal McGrath, and you are listening to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a drive for connection and positivity. I spend my working hours on my music career as a recording artist. I have a music school where I get to share my passion for music and performance with clients of all ages, and I coach women how to live their best life through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I love everything about wellness, business, and creativity. Some people call me crazy for doing so many things, but I call it living to my best potential. I am always full of new ideas and so thrilled to share tools, tips, and stories from inspiring women crushing the chaos in their personal and professional lives. This is a show that has everything from heartfelt stories of survival, healthy eating tips, and emotional growth, all the way to business tips, delegating, marketing, and how to grow your social media following. If you're a person striving to live your best life in all areas, then Crushing Chaos will have something for you. Grab your favorite beverage and join in on the conversation. Hello, and welcome to the Crushing Chaos podcast. Today, we have Therese O'Connor. Therese has a personal story of overcoming the busy mind and shutting down the negative voices. She is the director of Blueprint Solutions, a company that helps business owners free up their time to become more efficient. Welcome, Therese. Welcome, and thank you, Christopher, for having me. You're welcome. All the way from Ireland. Thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. Well, I would love to say it's sunny Ireland, but the weather is not great here. It's actually like winter here at the moment. It's very cold. So I'm rainy. Yeah, yeah, you're very lucky where you are. Yeah. Yes, the sun is shining. The air conditioning is blasting. <laughs> I could do with the fire, not the air conditioning, but anyway. (laughs) So, Therese, tell me about yourself and what events in your life brought you to becoming the director of Blueprint Solutions? So, yeah, as you say, Crystal, I had started Blueprint Solutions and I've only started just before COVID. So it's a 2020 startup, um, which when you say it like that, when a lot of businesses are closing down, here am I starting up a business. But um, (laughs) I see the positive and the opportunities and everything. So... Yeah, 2020, I started Blueprint Solutions. Um, As you said, Blueprint Solutions is, my tagline is giving business owners back their time. And time is a huge pain point for a lot of business owners. I hear a lot of business owners saying constantly, um, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to spend my family. I don't have time for the golf course. I'm spending too much time working day to day in my business. I haven't time to do anything else, especially work on my business. And that's something that I've been good at. So going back 25 years ago, I uh, completed hotel management, a degree in hotel management, and worked in hotel management for 15 years, approximately. And my forte very quickly was in uh, revenue, um, is in meeting targets, operations, and sales and marketing. So that's the kind of areas I've been in. Um, and then I went back and did my master's in, in international tourism with the viewpoint to go and t- lecturing in universities, but never got there yet, yet, right? Um, and ended up getting a job there working in construction site. I don't know construction. I couldn't change a light bulb, but I know business and I can manage people. So I went working in um, a building site with very much male dominated and ended up managing a student village, which was a 500 bed university campus accommodation for just under five years, which was a huge um, opportunity and a huge job. And then I got this opportunity to travel. I went to Spain, started going into the English language industry, started training um, uh, Spanish students into in English and came back and started became everything just fell into place. 
um, became operations director of a multi-center where I had over 17 centers and about over 270 staff reporting into me. No real experience of the TEFL, which is the teaching English as a foreign language industry, bar a year teaching it. But again, it was the management skills. The business management skills always get you through. And then recession was in Ireland then, where recession was global, and redundancy happened, and I had to reinvent myself. So you didn't have time for any busy mind or negative talk. You just either was on the social welfare or just got up and got a job. So I reinvented myself. Tourism industry became big for training. I had a tourism background. I had my training qualifications done as I was working all the way through. And I became um, a trainer with three or four different companies throughout Ireland teaching in hospitality and tourism. Hmm. Living out of my suitcase, but love the training. So partly there's the lecturing coming in on a lower level, but, but the training I loved. And that happened for four or five years. And I kind of trans that, that went into the long-term unemployed and also starting to help people who are unemployed want to become self-employed. So I started working with self-employed people about three years ago, helping them develop their vision, help them to overcome the fear, the fear that was eating with at me to start up my own company, but I was helping others because it's easier to advise others and help yourself, yeah. work on yourself. <laughs> um, absolutely. Um, I don't always practice what I preach, but I try. Um, so I was helping working with people becoming self-employed in relation to getting funding, doing their business plans, even to get their confidence to go forward, teach them the basic business skills to get self-employed. So I was doing that for a few years. And then more recently, then I went back into my project management kind of role because I love the challenge. But I'm still doing training in the evenings, sometimes helping these people. And then naturally, in, two, in the beginning of 2020, opportunities came my way where people are coming to me going, you should be doing this for yourself. Um, as I said to you earlier, when you're working for people, uh, it's exciting when you're working in the beginning. You, It's a new project. It's a new goal. Everything's exciting for you. But sometime at that point, you will grow that vision or you will grow that um, project um, and you need to move on. But it's not, necessar not necessarily as easy as that because you have bills to pay. And if you're only there six months a year, you don't want to be moving jobs constantly because it looks bad in your CV. Um, and that's really the crossroads I've had most of my life. Um, so by going self-employed, yes, there's a huge fear there, huge fear. But and you do have the seeds of doubt coming, the chimp in your mind comes in. Every, well, it does for me every so often going, you can't do this. You've never done it before. What makes you better than anybody else? That comes in constantly. But now what I can do is I can pick and choose the projects that is value to me. That is something I want to do. And when the project, I can do so much in the project, when I have done as much as I can, I can walk away and go on to the next project. So this is what self-employment has done for me. I'm doing exactly what I have done for 25 years. I'm just now picking and choosing my projects and I'm helping the people I want to help and not staying in a job just because it's paying my bills. Yeah. I think that's so important to be doing what you love as opposed to doing what pays your bills. I know that we all have bills to pay. I know that yeah. life is hard. I know that there's lots of challenges, but I also really truly believe that we are able to make a living doing what we love if you do all you can do to find how can I like, like, how can I create a life I love? And what does that look like? Paint that picture. What do I need? How much money do I actually need to be happy? 
We don't always need, you know, $500,000 a year to be happy. That doesn't, that number doesn't put a, um, isn't a price tag on happiness, right? Happiness is doing what you love and, and shutting down those negative voices. And you talk about that saying, um, you had to work through shutting down the negative voices in your head. Can you tell us a little bit about those voices and how they stopped you from, you know, doing what you wanted to do earlier and how you pushed through those voices to overcome and be where you are today? Yeah, and possibly, you know what, I'm daily dealing with it, but I just have kind of different an understanding about it now or different mechanisms or tools that I'm dealing with it. But from an early age, I will be always classified as that person that comes across very confident. And there's many people like me on the outside, hugely confident. But my body for many years has been masking the insecurities of my mind. I'm being honest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm come across to you and to everybody so confident and in the mind. And by the way, the, the mind is a blank canvas, but we put, into, we put it into the mind. So what I've been putting into my mind is, I can't do this, or I'm not, growing up, I wasn't as pretty as them, or I'm not as talented, or why can't I do that? Why can't I be in a size 10? Because I battled with my weight all through my life till recently. But, uh, all those questions always battled in my head. And I wasn't always naturally good at things like my other family members or friends. I had to work at everything I had to do. Now, I had a huge, and I've only realized it recently from doing some work on myself and personal development, but I have a huge yeah. drive and determination button in my head. Now, I'm a Taurus, so I'm stubborn. So maybe it's a part of the stubborn trait. I don't <laughs> know. But I will... If I think I can't do something, I've always pushed myself past it. But I might have taken it longer to do. And the reason why I have only started Blueprint Solutions is because of that. I've taken the scenic route to get into where I probably should have been five or six years ago um, because of all those negative thoughts in my head. Now, what I have done is over the last two years, I joined person development groups. I've read, like many, a lot of books. Some books didn't resonate with me and some did and there's this book by professor stephen peters called the chimp paradox i don't know if you ever read it i haven't what he yeah it's an interesting one so when you were saying to me about how i get over the negative thoughts and the busy mind this is something that he said he said that to make it simple the front of your brain has three sections it has the computer which stores all your information it has the human part that's the fact And it has the chimp, that's the emotions. And the chimp is heavier than the human. So three times, apparently. So the human side of our our mind is three times more influential than the human side. So the emotions are always more overpowering than the facts. Mm. So when I have a thought or when I have a situation at hand, like when I was deciding whether I was going to go self-employed, what I did was I wrote down on a piece of paper wanting to go self-employed. I wrote down every single thought or thing or item that came up in my head. And this is what I do now for everything. I write it all down. And then I break down what's the fact and what's the emotion. And the fact of it was I've over 25 years experience working different types of businesses. The fact is that I have brought businesses that were nearly bankrupt to success. The emotion is the fear that I couldn't be successful. So once I actually broke that down, Um, And if you do that for most things, you'll find that the facts usually outweigh the emotions. That's what works for me. And there's an exercise that he had in that book that's quite 
this resonated with me called NEAT. Normal, expect, accept, and take action. So it's normal that these negative thoughts and these emotions are going to come in. Expect them to happen. Accept it's going to happen. Just get over it. But take action in such a way that they're not going to take over your 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 thoughts, your mind, that they empower yourself in a positive way, not letting them take over you in a negative way. So I, that book has really influenced me, to be quite honest. And so I write everything down now and look at the facts versus the emotion. And that's how I get over my negative mind. I work on it daily, mind you, but that's how I get over it. Yeah, I don't think um, the negative voice ever truly disappears. I think we just develop tools and tricks. And we have this toolbox full of ways to deal with what is arising for us on a day-to-day basis. And every day can be different. One day is I'm scared of being successful. And the next day can be... Um, a fear of failing, right? Yeah. And it can yeah. just be up and down. And when you build your toolbox, when you have these tricks, like you just mentioned, it makes it a lot easier to move through it and shut down those voices. I absolutely love that idea of writing down, you know, what's the logic? What's the emotion? It works. Trust me, it works. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, Puts things I, into perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you can even use that in... Um, controversy or an argument with somebody um, outside of yourself as well, right? There's so many ways that you can use that tool. I think that's a great one that um, I'll be sure to check out that book. So what are some tools that you suggest to your clients to get more time back? Well, my tagline is giving your time. I'm going to give you your time back. So certainly, um, I don't want to give all my tools away. I won't get a business. I won't get a contract. <laughs> but, but just, the, just the sparkles. Like, we just course. want the, no. the sprinkles. No, the absolutely. Cake is, uh, they'll have to come to you to get the cake, but. Absolutely. And the icing. And the, <laughs> and the icing. icing. Okay. Yeah, but, we'll just get the sprinkles. <laughs> but time is a huge factor. Um, and at the end of the day, I don't think time is the factor. It's how you utilize the time. So, a lot of small businesses. I work with the first mistake they make which affects the time is they don't have clear measurable goals so not just that they want to make money how much money do they want to make by when and how are they and the next thing is the actions how are they going to do it and the smaller milestones to meet those goals right if you don't have goals you have no time frame to work towards so that's the first thing the second thing is blocking out the time chunks, I call it. And there's another book I'm going to give you now, Brian Tracy, uh, Eat That Frog. It's a nice little book that I, uh, that I live by as well. And he talks about eat that frog. Don't, be a, don't procrastinate and don't oh. walk away from the, small, from the big item. Deal with that first because that affects people's time as well, because you might be working on it, but you're thinking about it, which means you're not working to the level that you should be on the other items. So get rid of the frog, whatever that frog is first, and do the big ones first. It's a great little book, Eat That Frog by Brian Tracy. Um, so you should block out time. So I do it. I have my time, I have three or four big contracts now. And while sometimes I have to take a, an email or a call from the different times, if I have big work to do, paperwork to do for them, I block two or three hours for that contract and two or three hours that day. And I know that during that three hours, that's going to, that contract is going to get done and everything else is shut off for that time. But 
in order for me, and I did this, I have a, and I believe no matter how good you are, everybody should have a, pro- a professional, a business or a personal mentor. I have both. And my business mentor said to me, what I want you to do, he said this to me a couple of months ago, what I want you to do is I want you to track your time from the time you get up in the morning till about, say, seven o'clock in the evening, because that's your work time, right? He said, every time you go to the toilet, every time you drink coffee, Every time you do look at Facebook, write it down on this tracker, right? And I was going, oh, my God, what? He says, trust me. This is one way that I realized how I was wasting time. Because you might think you're going on Facebook and it's a two-minute job. But if you're doing that 15 times in an hour, if you're putting on the kettle kettle three or four times every uh, every three or four hours that's five or ten minutes gone you know so when you actually work at that i was wasting about four hours in an eight-hour working day by doing and i wasn't about three say but that's when people say they don't have enough time i challenge them to do exactly what i did and spend one week tracking your time and i guarantee you you're probably wasting about three about a quarter of your day yeah, it's amazing because all those five and 10 minutes and if you have a telephone call and, and, and I've been I'm getting sharper with this now. But when I was on a phone to somebody or doing a Zoom meeting, the meeting could go on for an hour and a half. But really, you're only spending a half an hour talking about business. You went off point for other things. Right. Yeah. So one clear thing I would say to people to maximize their time is have, when they have meetings, have clear agendas, clear time frame that that meeting is going to be on for half an hour. And that is it. Um, so block out your time and do not be afraid to delegate that's one thing I struggled with so <laughs> I mean it's very easy I'm self-employed now and and for the moment I'm a one-woman show I have contractors I can bring in to help me but know when to bring in the contractors is what I'm saying don't always think you can do everything yourself I have somebody helping me my admin now so I'm not doing paperwork that's not going to get me business it has to be done but it's not getting me business. I'm out there getting the business and doing the business when I have somebody else doing the admin that still needs to be done. So look at where, and then somebody says, I can't afford to get somebody. Look at how much is it going to cost you to get somebody for two or three hours a day versus if you lose a contract because you're in doing paperwork and not out there getting the business. And that's the way I looked at it. Uh, And I'm telling you now, I'm saving money by getting somebody doing the admin rather than me doing the admin and not getting the business. So there's blocking time, uh, tracking your time and knowing when to delegate and having goals. That would be my advice to people. Yeah, that's amazing advice. Um, Delegating is something that is challenging, I think, for a lot of business owners to do because we're so used to being in control of everything and we have our vision and how we want it to go. And sometimes it does take a little more time at the start to explain what you need done. But in the long term, it's so much easier. You know, you put in a week of explaining and then you save three months of time. True. So big fan of delegating. Yeah. Big fan. Cool. What are some of your greatest challenges in balance? balance I'm just going to ask that again. What are some of your greatest challenges in balancing life and how do you work through them? Um, there's a, my friends will definitely agree with me with this. There's a bit of a confession here. I'm a huge workaholic. And <laughs> 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 uh, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm just recently wrote a book 
and as part of a collaboration, a collaboration with 15 other, 15 or 16 other business entrepreneurs here in Ireland. That's hopefully going to get published in October. And my chapter is all about the busy mindset, and which is not surprising. Um, but uh, one part of it, I said, I got a friend to read it. I said, I'm a workaholic. And she said, no, I was a workaholic. She said, you still are. <laughs> I said, I might be. And I have to be a little bit now because I've now just started self-employment. So you, I have to put the hard work in now at the beginning. Yeah. But in saying that, while I still work hard, and I, yes, I possibly was always, my challenge was I loved work. And because I was dealing with that busy mind and that negativity constantly, uh, and the self-doubt creeps in, the one thing I knew I was always good at was work. I always knew that when I was working, I was confident. I was doing things I was good at and strong at. So I quite gladly was a workaholic because I was dealing with things that I was feeling empowered by. When I stepped into my authentic self to a point, when I stepped, when I stepped into my personal life, I wasn't always as confident. Mm -hmm. So that suited me to be um, a workaholic. But at the same time, it leads to stress. It leads to mood swings. It leads to burnout. So you do have to have a balance. So, so I've been working on that. While I still would classify myself a little bit of workaholic, I do constantly block time for me. And that me will be meditation in the morning, going for a walk in the evening. And at weekends, I'll always have one day where I spend time with have time for myself and time for my family and friends. And that's important. So even if I work six days a week, I have that one day. And I'll always clock off by eight o'clock every evening. That's my key thing. I clock off by six if I can, but some days you have to work. And I, I would never have done that before. I could be working to midnight mm. um, and get up at six o'clock in the morning. I now know that you need your soul. I need my sleep. You need your proper, when you're working like that, you weren't eating. I wasn't eating well. I was eating on the go. Um, and that all impacts you when working. So I'm very much still trying to balance it. But I always make time for me as part of my working day now. Meditating in the morning, I go for a walk this evening, rain or no rain, um, and I eat well. I always eat well. So that's my key thing there. But it sounds is hard. Like, sounds like you're on track. Hmm. Sounds yeah. like you're on track, though. <laughs> well, I don't know. My friends will disagree with you, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I think most entrepreneurs are workaholics. I think you have to be a little bit just so that you get everything yeah done and that you move ahead and you continue to grow your business. But I also think it's very important, you know, to have at least one day, one day. You have you to have, and I make sure that. Yeah, exactly. I so make sure that. Yeah. You're, you're on track. You're doing good. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I have one more question for you here. If you had one message to share with the world, what would that be? Never give up. Uh, and if you get one roadblock, that's only one roadblock. There's plenty of roads, you know, crossroads. Um, and sometimes we're there to be challenged for a reason. If there's a roadblock, it's there for you for a reason. And I've had many roadblocks along my way. And I could have given up and I could have stopped. Um, I won't say I didn't. I might have. I won't. No, I didn't stop. I paused for a while. <laughs> um, um, but I kept going. I definitely have gone the scenic route and not the route that I expected to go. But I, by going the scenic route and by overcoming the challenges and the crossroads and by never giving up, I am here today. I'm not finished. I'm only beginning. Um, the other thing I will say is surround yourself with like-minded people. 
that will support you, will empower you and give you on your journey. And I think while I have fabulous friends, they weren't, and I do have fabulous friends, they're not in the same mindset as me in relation to career. They're more into the personal journey where I'm still very much career bound. So what I have done is sound around myself in a networking groups with like-minded female entrepreneurs that we all support one another and become great friends because of that. So when I have down days, somebody's there to pick me up and tell me, go past that, do exactly what I'm saying now, never give up, go past that crossroads. And I'm there for them. So surround yourself with like-minded people, never give up, find those, when you get that crossroads, ask yourself, what's the fact and what's the emotion? Beautiful. Around it, yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and your tips and your tricks. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Thank you, Krista. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I can't wait to come to Ireland and explore my heritage. So if anyone wants to work with you and chat with you a little deeper on the things that you've talked about today, where can they find you? Well, the beauty about the fact that we have Zoom is that my business is global um, and we can do business over the internet, which is great. So I have a website. It's uh, www.blueprintsolutions.org. Perfect. I will be sure to place all your links on the blog about this episode. So everyone will be able to find you and check out your Facebook group with all your great tips that you offer for free. So thank you again so much, Teresa, for joining us. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Crushing Chaos podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot of you listening, share it on your Instagram story, and tag us at Crushing Chaos Podcast. We love to repost on our story and show appreciation to our listeners. Be sure to check out the website at www.crystalmcgrath.ca slash crushing chaos, where you can find more information on our guests and sign up for emails to stay up to date with new episodes and all the upcoming exciting new adventures. I cannot wait to connect again with you soon. Until next time. Thank you.